Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. And also new at Keller's Garden Center is the Zen Chaser Bonsai Studio, offering bonsai trees, supplies, and classes. Visit them on their social media page for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. This episode is also brought to you by Paulson Tours. For almost 30 years, this family-owned and operated business has been sending people to sports games, racing events, concerts, vacations, and more. I myself have been using Paulson Tours for trips to Red Sox games, wine festivals, and an annual guy's trip to Boston for St. Patty's Day for almost 15 years. Check out the current trips being offered over at paulsontours.com. Life's a trip. Go with Paulson Tours. Gentlemen, let me know, computer. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks for Thanks having us. Old Thanks daggers, old old daggers, and according to the Facebook page, they are a fiery four-piece rock and roll band rising from the smoldering coal of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Is yeah, that is that still accurate? <laughs> yeah, that is accurate. Who wrote that? I don't even know which one of you wrote yeah, that. Chris, did you do that? It looks like it's Chris. He's putting his head down. Yeah, that was Chris. He's totally associated with smoldering coal of like Scranton for like two years. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it. That's why I said it. That's why I repeated it. It's funny because like I, I'm from you know like I'm from Wilkes-Barre and like that's like the coal city and then you got Scranton that's like the electric city so it's like you know it should have been like. I don't know, like that lightning bolt from that smoldering lightning strike in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know? Well, that's why we're here. We're gonna we're gonna fix all the problems. That's the record straight. We're gonna get you guys straightened out. We're gonna get you guys a new bio. All right. Is this like is this a better health ad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like this is a long time coming. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh, I, I I know Sean. Um, I see Sean occasionally at the yeah. Turkey Hill in Wilkesbury. Yeah, we run into each other. Um, I don't know if I know the other guys. Maybe we've crossed paths by accident. We never formally met. So uh, thanks for uh, joining me. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you guys tonight. Thanks for having us, brother. Yeah, it's it's June 20th. I'm hoping to get this out for Friday because Friday Friday is the day before a big day, which is a rocking show at the V-Spot Bar in Scranton, correct? Yep. 
And that's what the band I saw, uh, Second Suitor, which I've never seen before, but I love their music. So that that should be an awesome, awesome show. Oh yeah, they're they're a phenomenal band. And so are you guys. I mean, I had a chance to listen to some of your tunes, Um, and I mean, I gotta say, I'm I'm really impressed. I'm not just saying that because you're uh, across the screen from me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I kind of hear in the music. I'm hearing some gaslight anthems, some hot water music, some social distortion, maybe some bad religion. Are those kind yeah. of the is all that good. is all good things? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we seem to we 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 kind of get that um we get those influences quite a bit. Um yeah, which I mean like you know, Yeah, I mean like we're definitely not knocking it whatsoever because I mean like, you know, we love all of those bands. And I mean, obviously they influence what we're doing. That's cool. Totally. Well, how'd you guys start? I mean, is this, uh, I feel like you guys have been around for a little bit of time. Yeah, we've been, we've been around, but we've had, you know, life happen. So, yeah. you know, we, we definitely haven't been in the, uh, I guess the, the eye as much as maybe like some other bands that are local just because, you know, like I said, life happens. We all have like families, responsibilities, you know, um, it could be anything from, you know, health issue to like, you know, childcare issues and, you know, just finding the time, but we're in no rush either. <laughs> it's hard. We were talking before we started recording that, you know, just about kids. And I think we all have kids except for maybe one of you. Except for me. Gabe's yeah. got a cat. Yeah, Maybe he's smart. He I don't know. Wilson. <laughs> Although my cat did cost me four hundred fifty dollars this week, so maybe it's not. Yeah, they're expensive too. Trust me. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, life gets in the way, and it's it's all. But yeah, good. yeah. As far as as getting started, though, like how we actually formed me, Chris, and Sean in what 2012, 2013? twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Twenty like a little bit before twenty twelve. We're in a band together called We Be Wolves. Okay. And then we actually played some of our last shows with Gabe's old band, Clever Clever. And then we be wolves ended. I ended up joining Clever Clever shortly after that. And me and Gabe have been together in bands for what's seven years now in various yeah, forms. And mm-hmm. then all the projects we were kind of all doing petered out. And then Chris and Sean were constantly saying like, let's go back and like do some more. We be wolves kind of stuff. Let's like start that going again. And I ended up hooking them up with Gabe and they kind of started jamming without me. And then what, a month or two in, I ended up getting talked into coming in about a month. Yeah. It wasn't too long. Well, I think, I think the seed of it kind of happened, Anthony. If like, I remember like a few months prior, it was me meeting up with you at like the green Ridge space. And we just kind of like, you know, you had your guitar and we were just basically messing around. You know, I was yeah, like, just hanging out, yeah. catching up. Yeah, and like you were like throwing out like music that you were writing with uh like your side stuff, and you know, we were just kind of I grabbed the microphone and just started messing around also. And we were like, Oh man, it'd be like really good to like revisit, you know, doing stuff together. And then it kind of laid dormant for a while and it eventually grew into you know what Anthony was saying, where like everybody kind of like reconnected or got connected for the first time, and it just kind of grew from there. So just a natural progression. Yeah. 
and that's yeah, but we've all have... worked together in in different forms over the last what ten years. Well, I mean, if you really want to get super super critical, I mean, super like you know into it. I mean, me and Chris, we've been playing in. We, I, Chris, when was our like our first band together? Like ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. Uh, ninety nine sounds about right. Yeah, I was but a child. And at the time, it was like me, Chris, and uh, our dearly departed friend, Dave Moore Cabbage, uh, was on drums. And we were, me and Dave were driving up uh, whenever, you know, whenever we had the time to go up and we were playing in Chris's living room at the time. That's before marriage and kids, you know? Yeah. Before life was over. Chris and Sean are the old daggers. Yeah, we don't. I talk about it because I got Sean by a few. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, me and me and Chris, we've been, I mean, like, I, I myself, I mean, like, I've been in so many like just bands since like the early mid 90s. Um, you know, lots of street punk bands, lots of thrash bands, lots of um, you know, like touched into like some metally crossover thrashy stuff. But I think this is like the first band that really feels it, it feels it just feels right. It's it's strange how right it feels. And what would you consider this uh, band to be? I mean, you said rock and roll, but I mean, um, is it? I mean, is that is that what it is? Rock and roll? I I'd say that's probably the the best description because it's it's you know it's not quite punk rock. It's not pop punk. It's you know, it, it's kind of just straight up rock and roll. I mean, yeah. from what you hear, what do you hear in it? Like, we're we're curious I, to hear what your what your vibe is. I mean, I definitely hear some uh, punk vibes to it, um, but rock and roll's fair too. But I think there's a nice yeah, mix. Like, um, I think it was Wishing Well has like just a really great um, this flow to it. I don't know. explain it really um yeah it's like real bouncy like yeah yeah it's like yeah you hear that song and you're you're out having some beers with the boys and like that's just a great great like soundtrack to uh a good time ironically our goal yeah i mean like that that song in particular always like it always gets brought up and it it formed so like when we say we've we've touched on this before like when talking to everybody and anybody about like our writing process when we talk about things be like being so organic that is definitely the song that when we wrote it it was a complete band effort everybody has a piece of it it clicked so organically and it was so fluid that it was I, I mean, it was almost supernatural because it, it was it was a song that felt like like it always existed and it finally had its time to shine. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. When you play that, that song out, I mean, what 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 is the crowd? What kind of uh, reception does that get? I mean, it's got to be good times. That is that's probably it's probably the favorite um, when we play out, I'd say. Right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. for sure. That's always yeah. the one that people like after we played. They're always like, "Oh, that song!" You know, that's that was unreal. That tends to be the the one we get complimented on the most, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it doesn't matter where it stands in the mix. It's like, it could be the first song. It could be the fourth song. It'd be the last song, but everybody always gravitates towards that song. And I mean, it's like, it's an incredibly simple song, but it just has, there, there's, 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 like definitely, there's something behind it. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I really sometimes... think, I really think it, a lot of it has to do with the love that we poured into it because it definitely is the song that we came together as a band for like i so there is like this love for it between all of us because it is the very first song that we wrote all together not separate from each other it wasn't a song that we you know hey i've been sitting on this riff forever hey i've been sitting on these lyrics forever it was very like i think it was chris started playing something and yeah, that, yeah chris chris wrote I think everything but the choruses, because I started doing those octave chords and that just became the chorus, but it was like, it started as Chris's. Yeah. And like, and then like the lyrics, they just, they flowed so like just naturally and, and the, like everything, everything just clicked like the way that the drums would hit the way that, you know, like it just, it just connected. That's cool. And you said you, you know, you wrote it together. Um, let's talk about uh, who, is who in the band and what you guys do in the band because I unfortunately have not seen you guys perform live. Uh so I'm curious as to uh who does what. All right, who wants to start it up? We'll start well I'll 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 start with Chris and I'll go like from the the left to to right here on on my screen. So I am mostly rhythm guitar, um very few leads. Like I stick I stick to my wheelhouse. I'm I'm originally a bass player. Um my first gig ever was uh 1994 um Sten's bass player so that's how far back i go locally um so it's that's my my wheelhouse is definitely not guitar i'm a, I'm a far better bass player but i you know i stick to rhythm guitar um, do backing vocals throw vocals in wherever i can to just kind of add a little bit of extra to it um i have i have a much higher voice than sean so it it's got that it's got a little mm -hmm. bit of a two of us so I know that's cool. things Anthony loved in the past and he appreciates, which is always a good thing. But I think. And Sean, how about you? Well, I sing and play bass. Um, I started out as a singer in a lot of uh, local punk bands, pretty much around like that 90, 93, 94, 95. I, I would lean more towards like 94, 95, I think was like when first started kind of like playing in bands you know a lot of like hey like let's get together let's play it up in the basement and you know it was like my god i don't even know how many random just bands and things i did back then and then i wanted to do more i didn't want to just be like holding a microphone it felt like i i don't know it felt like i was kind of I felt kind of empty, mm -hmm. like I needed something. So I picked up the bass and started playing the bass with uh, one of my, like, I don't even remember what band it was. I think it was Abscission, um, which was a punk band that we started in like 97. And it lasted till about 2000, 2001. And then we split. But I started playing bass with that band, got really into like you know just got a little bit more comfortable doing it but then i missed singing 
So I started with throwing out like backup vocals here and there in our songs. And then it became where it was like, hey, I can I can play bass and I can sing. So like, why don't I just do that? So after that, it just kind of became the thing I, I wanted to do. So it was just bass and guitar. I'm just kind of attached. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, I want to put down the bass and run around. And, you know, there are the, there are some limitations, you know, when lugging around a bass that like, you know, I can't. If I'm playing the bass and I'm singing like I have to watch how I sing, you know, because I still need to keep up with on the bass. And I'm definitely not a strong bass player, but I, I definitely give it my all. OK. Anthony, how about you? Um, you can tell that we're old because you ask a simple question like hey what do you do in the band and then we give you our entire backstory no so no I, I love it i love it That's <laughs> well, chris, chris in my, in my <laughs> defense all right chris set it up that way because i was just going to be like hey i'm sean and i play bass and sing no, <laughs> so it's this is good because there is a history with you guys i mean you guys have been in the scene you guys have been playing music for a long time so and i want to talk about and we'll get to this uh in a minute after we kind of get through this but like you know how how you know you've grown as musicians how you know how much different it is now, you know, versus what it was back then. So this is this is great, and plus it's you guys talking about, you know, who you are and what you do, and that's that's what it's about. So if I had to guess, I hope I'm not wrong, but I'm going to say Anthony plays drums. Oh no! Oh. See, you look like oh, a drummer God. to me. You seem like this wiry, wily kind of guy. Like you'd be back there fucking banging on the drums a lot. Yeah, Wait, no, no I'll fiddle with drums on occasion, but but Damn. no, I am I guess mostly lead guitar. Okay. I hate that. Like I'm a lead guitarist, like I'm Eddie Van Halen because I'm not, but uh <laughs> so yeah, guitar and backup vocals. I'll do some whoa woes here and there, but son of a bitch. Yeah, no, Gabe. Right, your next yeah. contestant is our drummer. Yeah. No history for you, Anthony? No uh <laughs> uh too, well too young for memories or what? No, I just uh, pretty much everything I've done in the last 10 years has been with one of of these guys. It was Weeby Wolves in like 2012, 2013. And then I was in Clever Clever with Gabe. I was part of the like Mercy Gang live act for a while also with Gabe. And then I was in Black Nile with Gabe. And now I'm doing this. So it's like there's there's history there, but. Okay. And by the way, Anthony is a strong drummer. He can play drums for any band he'd want to. So that's a good guess. All right. So I'm not. I'm not completely off. I'm off. No. Your, your role in this band, but you you do look like a drummer. Well, Anthony, yeah. used to, when we had Weeby Wolves going, Anthony would jump behind the drums for a couple songs. Him and uh, our um, drummer would like swap out responsibilities. Like our old uh, our old drummer Kyle, he would jump on guitar every once in a while, and Anthony would jump right behind there. And like deliver on the drums. And I always love the way he played drums. I think by the end of it, it was pretty much the set was half and half. I'd be on guitar yeah. for the first half and drums for the second half. Which was weird. <laughs> I like when bands can do that. Like it just kind of brings this like different element, at least to live shows, right? Like um, not only does it showcase your talent, you know, you're not just a guitar player, you're not just a drummer, you're not just a singer, whatever it might be, but like it kind of just has this like, you know, as a viewer. And a listener, you're 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 listening that way, and like all of a sudden, like, oh, this guy's jumping behind the drums, and he, and he's fucking killing that too. So I think that's always a cool, like, um, kind of cool aspect of it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I mean, it has its it has its pros, but it, it also has its cons. Like with Weeby Wolves, 
we had that element, but then there was also a, a pretty radical tonal shift when <clears throat> I was off guitar and on drums because Kyle, the guy that would switch off with me, was very influenced by like blur and bands of like kind of more that ilk where the rest of us came from a more punk background. So it would almost be like it became a different band sure. once that switch happened. Which was cool to an extent, but it also made it very like inconsistent. It was kind of like watching two different bands live. Sure. Yeah, that that pretty much became like the 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 issue with the band. I mean, like we had so many diverse songs across the board, but like nothing was fluid. Nothing like it wasn't cohesive, and that was probably like our. Uh, I wouldn't say like our downfall. It, it just it didn't it didn't get us to where we wanted to be as a band at the time. Yeah, it didn't all jive together. Yeah. Okay. Like if we all put right. out a record with that band, you would think that you were listening to three different bands. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. And Gabe, how about you? Um, yeah, obviously played drums and been playing in bands, still playing a couple bands right now. And I I guess I started back in probably the late late nineties too, because I'm I'm pretty old too. <laughs> Um, but uh, I had a band back then called Raiseland, and then um, after that, started Clever Clever with these with Anthony and friend Aaron and Mike. Right. And then uh, I don't know a couple different bands and right and Mercy Gang been playing with those guys forever, and and now I play with Daggers, um, Mercy Gangs from time to time and major pie so i got a couple things going still okay very cool an, an old yeah, bag been doing it for a long time very cool yeah name it sounds like you guys I, have been doing it for a while so yeah old daggers where does the, the name come from love you well i that's actually me too because um anthony actually um he used to his instagram handle or something was young machetes yeah, so I was just opposite. Yeah, like opposite. Like, oh man, we're like old daggers or something, and it just stuck, you know. So that's where that comes from. Simple as that. Well, I think it, it fits the yeah. the vibe of the music. It fits the um, you know, the the art that you guys have as far as you know your you know uh, social media pages go and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 perfect. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, it does. It totally fits. Totally fits, man. It's cool. Yeah, we had a hell of a time even thinking of a name, and then like that one just kind of it came out, and it was like, this, yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty easy. It was like, yep, that sounds good. Let's move <laughs> on. You know, <laughs> next, no. next. Like, yeah. other shit we gotta do. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's like you know, you try to be clever, or you try to. Yeah. Um, you know, spell things different ways and all that kind of shit. And then, like, when you try too hard, it kind of it comes. It comes off that way, right? So yeah. it's kind of cool that this kind of just happened the way it did. Yeah. Just didn't speaking wanna... of speaking of clever, like clever, clever was our old band's name, and everyone used to call us Cleaver, clever, or clever, cleaver. And it was as simple as clever, clever. And like people always tried to like make it more. You know, <laughs> than it was make it you know more unique or whatever. It was just you know, so we like to keep it simple, and that's kind of like the music too. It's 
it's it's all feel you know we don't really think about we don't try to overthink it and you know we try to keep it simple i think that's what it's about you know we connect to that kind of music ourselves so it's just you know we like our our proggy shit and our techie shit but there's nothing like a straight up rock and roll song simple you know verse chorus verse bridge good night you know so that's kind of what we try to do yeah we definitely don't we definitely don't overthink things like we just like again it goes back to that organic aspect it's like we don't if we feel like a song like we're writing a song we feel like it's just it's becoming too much it'll honestly it'll it'll get thrown in the bag and we won't even touch it forever like because it's like we don't want to not waste our time but it, it just doesn't it doesn't click like it it, it becomes it becomes work then it, right yeah if we have yeah. to think about it we throw it out it's like if we have to put that much thought into it it's like this isn't right <clears throat> because I, just the majority sorry. the majority of the songs we've written uh, on that record were probably written within that five minutes like you know so if it happens naturally we we keep it more, most of the time i think we've only really had to really work on one or two to try to work out different parts but for the most part it just kind of if it happens and every everything clicks that's kind of how it comes out like the final product is just and we try to if it gets too complicated we're like all right let's just it's not working you know and i'm sure and like it's almost it's almost like never it. worked out where like if i came to practice with like a riff or a, a chord progression in mind i'll show it to them and we might mess around with it but those are never the ones that stick the ones that stick tend to be like we're in between songs chris is tuning and i'm just strumming something random off the top of my head and then before you know it you know gabe starts drumming along and then sean jumps in and then it's 20 minutes later we have a done song yeah it's cool i love it i love when it happens like that yeah, I mean, like, yeah every time i've come to practice with a riff like hey this is going to be our next song it has never been used <laughs> or sometimes though sometimes yeah it's definitely like we're definitely not in any way like knocking the people that put like you know like the work into like their craftsmanship you know and like what they do it's just that we've we've found for us it, it's de it, it doesn't work that way it's right. we we you get us in a room and we're gonna we're gonna write something like you know like they're saying like you know just by messing around like we're not it, it I, I keep on going back to saying everything organically and unless you're in the room with us i don't think you understand how much that word comes into play because it is extremely organic i mean we have god how many songs do we have in our bag that we don't even touch what was, what was the recording count for started songs last you knew chris i can look right now um i've deleted a lot of them 80 okay i mean some <laughs> things but there's probably there's probably 40 different ideas in here so that we may or may not go back to ever. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, everything sounds organic. And I think like, 
I think that may be because of your age too and your experience and, and having gone through all that shit. Like, you know, you probably spent your younger years trying to force something that didn't make sense. And, you know, the music probably suffered for that reason. But like you guys have grown or you're, you're seasoned musicians. It's kind of like, you know when to throw it away. You know, it's it's like, all right, yep, yeah, this is what is in the back of the back burner. Maybe we'll get to it later. Maybe not. But like, you're you're smart enough now where you know that okay this isn't going to work and like let's just not waste our time. Total, totally nailed it. Yep, I think you're right. It's just you know, I mean, everyone I don't, has their process, but you're 100 percent right. Yeah, it's just. Well, I think that comes with everything in life as you get older, because like totally, yeah. there's so much stuff that like t- like takes your attention and takes your time. So you have to be very, um, like mindful of like where you're you're kind of putting your time into things and whether it's relationships or whether it's things at work or whatever it might be like you know that like you know when to give the attention and when to not so it's it's definitely i think it comes with age and, and experience well it's funny well, yeah, cause we i'm sorry john when when we practice we practice hopefully once a week and it's like two two and a half hours so it's like when I was messing around with music when I was like 19. I had all the time in the world. I could sit in a room with my buddies for six, seven hours on a Saturday and and write one song. We have two hours like once a week. So if a song's going to sit and take us, you know, two hours to even kind of get it started, it's like, yo, next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because like you bring up time and like, that's pretty much what like our our songs are about it's like you know like wasting time or missed time or um just time in general and actually um one of like one of the one of the quotes for uh one of our one of our songs 35 summers actually uh starts out with a quote from uh tom waits in uh rumblefish about time being uh like a finicky thing you know and thinking about how much time you got and one of the things is like you know you got 35 summers like and just thinking about that like you only got 35 summers left so it's like you know you want to make sure that you're you're kind of like utilizing your time the right way with purpose not just throwing days away here and there i mean even in our uh our single that we just released up the line um there's a line about you know throwing days away like cellophane and getting caught up in that breeze because you know like when you're young and you have all that time, you know, you're just drifting through life, but then, you know, it comes a moment where you realize, Hey, like there, there's an end to this race. So you want to, you want to slow your breathing. You want to get your tempo. You want to like, you want to make sure you make it to the finish. And it doesn't matter if you come in first, you know, you're not going to be last, but you're putting that time in and you know that like you accomplish something at the end of it. It sucks too that you don't realize that until you get older. Yeah, yeah. When you're young, you have oh yeah, I have I've got so much time to do X, Y, and Z, and it's not until you you turn forty or whatever, and it's like fuck, like I'm halfway dead. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm I mean, lucky, it's like the 1800s. We already be, we'd be ghosts, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's you, you never know. So it's cool that like it definitely I think comes across in you know the way you guys write and. And all that kind of stuff, which is it's like, it's cool. It's it's it sucks getting older, but like there's so much you can do with the knowledge of of getting older. 
Well, Anthony's a young one, and look how cool he is with his glasses and cigs, man. He's sitting in a throne there. I'm jealous, man. Give me a cig. Yeah. He looks like a goddamn cult leader. Let's <laughs> go like Tiger King. Yeah. Cult yeah. of personality. Tiger, Tiger King, or what is that? Is that his name? Tiger King? Ti- Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said you have about 80 songs, kind of like, you know. Kind of there. Uh, how many songs do you have um, that you perform out and that are you know available to the public right now? I think right now we only have four available to the public. Three of them are from our demo, and they are you know basically rough cuts. I think we we wrote them and it was like, hey, you know what? Like, let's get in the studio. Let's get this in there. And that was about two and a half years ago now. <laughs> yeah and now um our yeah. the new stuff that we have we have about what 10 10 songs and songs yeah, it's 10 track album yeah 10 track album uh we've only released one song off of it currently um which was up the line and that that's came out today right that, yeah that's that's the one that's available that's available on like pretty much everything right chris okay. yeah it's everywhere yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, the the only new one that is available currently. We plan on release, kind of like doing a slow release. We're, we're all trying to get used to the fact that like nobody really buy. I mean, people buy records or they buy CDs or you know like tapes and stuff like that. But digital is definitely kind of like the way to go. But we don't want to you know like throw it all out there at once because it'll get kind of like lost in the fray. I think I think we want yeah, the release to do, process is, is so different. Yeah. We we wanna do uh like a vinyl and because honestly the sound of this record's so good that Eric from Windmill Agency, that's where we did the record. Eric Ritter. He's our it's boy. Like, it's a great the sound, like we're really impressed with it. Like, you know, and it's not just because we did it, we just love he did such a great job on this record. Like he really like outdid himself and he he makes great art as it is he's got a bunch of great records out there probably everybody locally that you know popco has worked with him and um it's just like it's like kind of like a wall of sound we keep calling it because there's a lot of shit going on but it's so good it's sonically so good so we want to hear it on different kinds of you know mediums like i want to hear it on vinyl i might want to hear it on tape just to see you know how it compresses because it's just such a cool sounding record it really is yeah i I love the way it came out you know yeah touching on the wall sound thing i mean like i think like me and gabe kind of talked about that the most where it was like we want to go in and we want to like layer this we want it to be like that big just that big sound that you would hear with like that phil specter you know and like the wrecking crew and you know just like really just big loud and just something something a little bit different from like you know like i guess like a, a rock and roll punk rock record you know just something big i mean, I mean you, you would probably have to if it, if it didn't come down to time we'd probably still be in the studio thinking about what we could add here and there just to you know just to kind of keep it going just because the fro- the process itself is fun working with eric is phenomenal because he brings out i I swear like the very best in all of us and he i mean he's a producer beyond producers 
Yeah, and the vibe at his studio is one of the best. Yeah. You know, it's not the best. Yeah, it's so. actually not that bad. Well, and I think your your music and your your vibe kind of lends itself to uh, vinyl and hearing it that way too. I mean, I I hate vinyl. Uh, throw that shit in the trash. <laughs> nice hot take over here. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. I mean, it just it's big, it's bulky, it's um, it doesn't sound. I don't think it sounds better than um, a CD. I mean, I, I understand, you know, there's that that's that that warmth to it. It's it's, a, it's an experience. I get all that, but like, you but, like what you like. You're like you you like more the hi-fi or like a more clear. Yes, type. yeah. I mean, but I, I guess I, that I mean, would be. Yeah, I just I don't have room in my house for you know to be diving into these big ass <laughs> records and shit. Yeah, no, yeah, trust you, me, they do take up a lot of room. You if know. you have them, if you have them, not, no knock, no knock. I'm not knocking anybody, but it's just not for that. You hear, that, yeah. hear that, Harry Jenkins? <laughs> <laughs> what does he think? Hey, me, Chris, and Gabe all have records. Yeah, hey, I'm in the process of going through mine and selling off the ones that are worth a small fortune because, like, you know, might help us to put out our own. Yeah, Chris has OGs from like '89 when they played, you know, in Kingston. No, I'm with I'm with uh, I'm with Popco on this one. Like, so I mean, like I've I mean, like I used to kind of like collect records here or there, and then I just I really didn't care. You know, it was just one more thing I had to move with me from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of like I don't know, man. I, I I'm a I'm a firm believer that technology is awesome because I can listen to all of that and it's in my pocket. You know, <laughs> like oh, I can trust take it me. With me. Trust me, I got Spotify, man. And like, yeah. I love just the access, the easy access yeah. to every anything you want to hear. Trust me, I love that too. But well, it, it there's definitely something about records for me. Yeah, it. De- I mean, I love. I mean, I I fought Spotify and those streaming services for as long as I financially could. I really did. I was going to Gallery of Sound. This is. I mean, I'm probably out of the game for. Oh. Uh, three or four years but i I was literally going to gallery sound every week and even if i didn't have a purpose to be in there i would buy something because i just liked the whole process i like going through the use section i like going through the the art on the front and i mean even after i bought the cd you know you take the the insert out and you kind of go through it yada 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 even you know towards the end there i was still coming home opening it putting it on my my computer transferring to my ipod when I had one of those and just so just for ease, but I still wanted, I wanted to go. I wanted to have the experience. I wanted to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The experience, the experience of buying music was definitely always something that I really, yeah. but like, that's, I mean, maybe it, that's why I like records now again, because I can go do that flip through them, you know, and again, like I said, it's, it, I get the experience of going through the whole process, buying it, flipping through it, you know, putting it on the, uh, on the record player, sitting down with it, and and you're you know you're forced to listen you know from song one yeah. to whatever you know five or whatever is on the first side. I get all that, but like financially for me, it was just like I was I was spending two hundred dollars a month at yeah Bernardone's Gallery of Sound. Shout out Joe. Yeah. But like, totally. <laughs> I'm like I can't I can't do this. I have a, I have a kid now. It's like what am I doing? I can't. <laughs> yeah. And I yep. I just you know and, and like you said it's it's now it's all in the the palm of your hand and which is good and bad. <coughs> Excuse me. It's so like, I, I mean, I don't know how about you guys, 
are, but like I have maybe undiagnosed FOMO, uh, you know, cause you're listening to something and it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm 30 seconds in. I know this song. Like let's hear something new or whatever it might be. Oh yeah. Like not, yeah. Not getting that whole full experience. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool when records were, were recorded, you know, from song one to 10 and they were, you know, recorded in a way that it kind of flowed that way, you know, mm-hmm. or kind of maybe told a story, maybe not so much for the listener, but maybe it was for the, the artist in general. I miss those days. I miss those things. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely kind of miss putting on like uh, maybe like a record or a CD or a tape for like the first time and discovering like that song that was tucked in the middle, you know, somewhere between like the, like the hit tracks, you know, the, the one song that was just everybody else kind of just brushed away. Like, Oh, it's a, it, it's just a, it's a filler song or it's a throwaway. But to me, like that, those songs a lot of the times were like that was like the heart of the record, mm-hmm. you know. I'm like, it's almost I mean, I, gone I back. Really it's almost gone backwards, like the old Motown days with just yeah. just dropping one record and singles are the big thing, yeah. you know. And that's well, that's, that's fine. It. That's fine too, you know. Like I'm one of them too. I like to do the hit the mix and hear all like you know just let it rip and I don't have to hear one person the whole time. You know what I mean? I like the variety of hearing a bunch of different stuff. I think that's why, like when it comes down to records, I think the only records that I really like, I like, uh, I like 45s. Like I, I just like those, you know, like you have, you have your A and your B, you got like maybe like one or two songs on one side, one or two songs on the other side, because you know, one side is the, they're the songs that like the record company wanted you to put out there. But then on the, on the B side, those are the songs that the musicians wanted to have on the record you know like yeah. they're the songs that like that's that's what they love and i, I always just kind of like loved experiencing that and i i just recently have dipped into a a whole bunch of 45s and that's like what i've been doing like lately it's just kind of like these you know one two off things and just i don't know just listening yeah what about hidden songs hidden tracks Man, I miss hidden tracks. And speaking of hidden <laughs> Me tracks, too. Me too. and speaking of hidden tracks, um, we kind of have one. It well, is, we were going to have one. I think it's yeah. just going to be a regular track it's now. End up just being released. Yeah. <laughs> one song is stylistically very, very, very different than everything else on the album. Yeah, but and don't tell them, don't our, tell them which one it is. Let them guess. Yeah, no. yeah. But one song is very stylistically different, and we kind of wrote it almost as a joke. And that was always going to be the plan was like, Hey, we'll record the album. We'll make that the hidden track. But then it ended up like kind of just being good and cool enough where we were like, let's just put this on the album. Like it's, it sounds great. Like we didn't want to hide it. And with, even with, um, with like Spotify and digital music nowadays, how do you even put a hidden track out on something? Cause even albums that I remember as a kid, had like hidden tracks on them when you go on the spotify like album it's just it says hidden track yeah it's yeah and it's just like a a separate track you don't have that you forgot that you left the cd playing and then five minutes goes by and then all of a sudden it's like boom hey here's a hidden song yeah the only way i could think about doing something like that anymore is like if like you have say like uh i i don't know like you have a 
a digital copy that you send out to everybody where it's like, Hey, like, you know, scan this QR to take you QR takes you to like your Spotify or whatever. But then there's like, maybe like a small, like hidden QR, like on like whatever you're handing them. And like, you know, people just kind of discover it naturally and just, you know, hit that. And that's the only way that I could think of anybody doing it. Well, I think the way you do it now is let's say your last last your last track is track 10 and track 10 turns into a 13 minute song and maybe the front part of that is three minutes it runs through and then it picks up you know whatever it might be but like i it's funny i've been burned by songs like that before (laughs) (laughs) i uh i i discussed this before and i I, i'll ask you guys the same question i wonder how many songs or how many songs do you think have gone unheard now, not unheard in the entire world, right? Like, I'm sure there's always one person that's going to hear it, right? But, like, how many songs do you think that you've missed or someone's missed? I don't know if yeah. there's as many as, as at least when, like, when I grew up, hidden tracks were kind of a thing, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So you kind of knew to look out for them and you would, everyone would show everyone. So you knew like Green Day's Dookie had All By Myself at the end of it. You knew Nevermind had Endless Nameless at the end of it because everyone just talked about it and you just knew that it existed. Yeah, but for that time, I don't know. The one Deftones record has one too, like around the first. Like I would one. look for it. I would, I would yeah. look at the last track on the album and be like, okay, is it 14 minutes long? Because if it is, there's a hidden track. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that new metal era had some cool, crazy shit going on. Like that Born one. Had you that, my eye. Yeah, remember that Corn album that started on like 13 minutes or something? Um, started on track 13. Yeah, started yeah, on 13. Was, yeah. All the leader. That was, yeah, that was, that was kind of interesting. And what do you guys and think? And that also that? had earache my eye as a hidden track. Right. What's up? I think no. it's cool. I just don't think it's as, as viable as it might have been once. Right. I mean, like, so because I, for I, me, that was always you put on a CD and you hear a hidden track. Right. But I mean, I love I mean I, I miss the old the old way and I love the new way because now you can hear music from your favorite artist every two months every eight weeks as opposed yeah. to waiting two years um but do you feel that takes away from the the specialness or the connection to the music sure to have it to be able because like i remember say like when i was a kid and i was like 16 and i might have an extra 30 dollars from an allowance or a side job whatever that week i would take that 30 dollars and i would go to the mall and i'd go to like the wall or whatever fye whatever was going on there at the time and i would just look through until I saw like an album cover or a band name or something that was like, Oh, this is cool. And whether that album was great or terrible, it was still special because that might be the only money I had that month to buy a CD. And that's all the new music I have for a month. 100%. I, so much of my life. And I always, I could tell you if I own the CD, I can tell you within about, a two month period, sometimes within weeks, sometimes within the exact week, in rare occasions, the exact day of when an album came out, just because 
it was so it was every two years like and music for me i would tie it to the summer of 2001 when i uh graduated high school or 05 when i finished college or 03 when i dated this certain girl and we you know we hung out for two or three months or whatever it was like music is so powerful in so many different ways and i think and this is just my opinion i think to an extent it's been a little diminished based on how it is consumed and released these days. Can you hear I think a song it in the club farther back? Because I, I feel like my deep personal connection with music started waning, even just with the ability to burn CDs like that early on, like the kind of early two thousands, because then I had all my albums. But then every time my friend got a new album, I just burned a copy of it. And then before I knew it, my little collection of like 40, 45 albums became 245 because I'm burning every one of my friend's albums. See, then I have a ton of stuff to listen to. And it's not as. That's not fine. As that's fine. And that's good for you. And we all could do that. But I, I refused. I refused to do that because I was like. I was a big like nut. Like I wanted like when Napster was around, like yeah, it was a cool sure, but I was like I, I remember writing papers in college about like how the music industry or what they should do to avoid um you know people wanting to steal music or, or or rip it because I was like I love music and I like I love musicians. I love like like the talent that they have and the, the ability to um create this this thing because like I can't do it. Like I mean I force myself to be a part of it by doing this stupid little podcast I do. But like, I have so much respect for like you guys and like like musicians who like can kind of compile a, a work of art. And I'm not I'm not talking shit on you for for ripping music off, but I just I refuse to do it. I just didn't do it. That's why I was buying yeah. CDs for so long too, because I I wanted to keep buying CDs because in my mind I'm supporting the artist. I'm, I'm supporting the the cause, right? But I mean, it just got to a point where I couldn't financially. Um, I know do that. And now. Now you don't even have to because, and and really, they're not getting paid. They're getting paid a fraction of a cent per listen or download right. or whatever. But I'm totally with you there. Like even when we play with local bands, I'll try to buy a T-shirt or or a whatever I can, a button, stickers to help support them because it does it costs money to make a record it costs a lot of money to do that it costs money if they're touring it, everything costs money and i i kind of fought it like you did early, in the early days and i always bought the music instead of like burned it and, and and then i got like an ipod touch or something and i was like you know you're forced to here we go right you're forced to Anthony, exactly. I hope you don't think I'm talking like I, I'm not. Oh, no, no, because no, because what I'm also factoring in is the slightest of generational differences. Mm -hmm. When CD burning became like kind of everyone's, you know, PC just came with the ability to burn a CD. Yeah. I was like 13. So it was like I didn't have a job. I didn't. I lived up in uh, like Jefferson Township in the country. There wasn't a store that was close where I can get music. So I was just it was normal for me because I was so young and it was also just my only way to consume something I loved because right. I couldn't just go take the bus down the road to the mall to get a CD. It was a 45 minute drive. Right. <laughs> Anthony, sorry of how I ruined you. 
Well, yeah, it's Anthony, yeah. It's you, Anthony's fault. It's Anthony's fault. No, it's my fault. Well, yeah, Chris was his teacher at school. That's how we met, actually. Oh, he was my how about teacher. that? There we go. Yeah, we're going. So where's the age difference? Right go deep. Full circle. Anthony, how Full old are you? I'm 35. Oh, so you're not that young. No, Chris, how old are you? I'm 48. Almost good for 48. Damn, dude. Well, yeah. Chris, yeah, he looks the youngest of all of us. Trust me. I'm not, yeah, I'm not hitting on you, but damn, dude. Look, you, look, you look good for 48. Shit. Yeah. You know what's funny, age, man. You know what's funny about like the music, the music part, like touching on like the burning of CDs and etc. Like I never I never really got into that. Like, I mean, you know, I would get like a burn CD from somebody of something. But for a little while there, I used to just love the way I would get my music was I used to love just going to shows and it didn't matter what show it was. And I would just buy a record or a CD or a tape and I would just honestly listen to that and then maybe like pick up like a distro, like whoever distributed like that or whoever was like on that label I would seek them out and I would get like more bands from that. Like I was, I was always very, um, I didn't, I, I cared more like, I guess like locally or not just locally, but like kind of like within the scene, like that was more like my, like my music, you know, like, I mean, I, you don't get me wrong. I listen to like the influences of such, or, you know, like whatever, but the majority of music that I ever owned was always stuff that I saw live or was accessible to me live very easily. Well, I mean, we talked earlier about, you know, bands make very little off of you know streaming and even like maybe even less on, on CDs, but like, I think that they make a lot of money is, is shows like selling stuff at shows, merch, all that kind of shit. And I think bands forget how like, <clears throat> Yeah, I work at Axel Red Screen Printing, and a lot of times bands are afraid to, you know, invest in you know twenty four shirts or whatever it might be. They, you know, they, there's all this like you know you can run stores on the internet, and they think that like Joe Blow from Wilkes Bear is going to buy a, a t shirt randomly on a Tuesday online, and it's like no, like people are going to buy your shirt at a show. Because they're high on the experience, they're they're they just got done watching you guys fucking play, you know. Sean just fucking jumped off the stage and kicked, you know, a, a speaker over and smashed his guitar. It's like holy shit! Like that fucking band is awesome. I gotta buy their fucking T-shirt because it was a great fucking time. Like that still exists and that's still so important. And I think that there's yeah. just so much about music and, and shows that like that whole just the whole thing like yeah it's a communal shared energy you know and to leave with the trophy from it you know whether that be a shirt a button a cd or just sweat you know yeah there's nothing like sharing drumstick yeah together you know yeah but yeah man i used to love i used to love just having like seen a band that like i loved and grabbing like a guitar pick or like a set list or like you know a drumstick you know yeah. something like that i mean one of my old bands we played with uh we played with dri in like the early 2000s and they were like my band like i i loved that band ever since i was a kid i finally got to play with them and the one piece of everything that i bought that night the one piece that i cherish is like a broken drumstick you know i mean 
like that's my kumite trophy you know like i i remember like leaving a show at like cc's when i was like 13 and saying man i could die happy tonight because like i just saw all the bands i wanted to see and i was completely just drained but like in a good way and it was like the best feeling ever and you just walk off you know and it's it's so good you know well, and even touching on that like that's kind of something that like we as a band want to deliver you know like we want to have we want to give people like that experience you know we want people to walk away going holy shit like that was that was a really good time you know like we we i, I don't know like i yeah i mean i want to i want to give people like that like man like we may be old daggers but like sure as shit like we're young at heart like 100 percent, and just we want to like I, I don't know like show everybody that i i you're still sharp yeah like yeah. It, we're, we are like i mean like the cox bar song you know we're still sharp as a knife you know i mean like we're still there and i think when people really jump into the record when we release it that uh like sean's lyrics are really um there's a lot of stories you know it's really cool once you get yeah, into it it's almost like it's like uh you know, a lot of I relate to a lot of the shit that he's writing about because I've been in like the one lyric is like, you know, in the Jersey sand, you know, talk like whatever it is. But I've been there, you know, like and I and I'm hoping that people connect to that like I do, you know, and and live it's just we're having fun. So it's not hard for everyone else to have a good time, you know. <laughs> So we're we're out we're really enjoying it, you know. We love yeah. it, you know. I, I was gonna ask you, like, you know, the show you have at the uh, the V spot on uh, Saturday night, uh, June twenty fourth. Uh, what can people kind of expect from uh, your live performance? Well, we gotta we gotta not have Chris drink because then he'll get on the microphone <laughs> for like twenty minutes. I'm just messing with you, Chris. <laughs> Not nah, Chris is good for that. He goes into diatribes when he has when he has he a really little, does, little too yeah. much to to drink. Yeah, when he's vibing. Yeah. It's um, a lot of fun. You know what? Like when it really comes down to it, I don't know what I don't know what people could could expect because like we don't know. You know, I mean like we go into we go into everything blind. You know, yeah, we should get up there and do it. Yeah, like I mean we're there we're there to like have fun like we're not stressing about it because every time that we ever stress about anything when it comes down to playing it backfires on us mm -hmm. you know it's it's like it's like playing with a loaded gun like it's gonna go off and it's gonna go south and it's gonna go the way you don't want it to go so we we just kind of just go we bullshit with everybody that's around there and then like when we're on when we're on stage it's like i mean we're not one of those bands that's like you know swirling guitars around our bodies and you know like swinging from the rafters and shit like that but like i mean we we engage that's because there's not any rafters anywhere around yeah, you. no there isn't no yeah and but... i can't i can't swing shit around my like 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 around my body it's gonna hit off the roof in like two seconds and like, that's it we're not playing honest anymore. honestly we're just hoping that we're just hoping it's loud and 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 uh we can hear ourselves and then we'll have some fun you know what I mean? <laughs> and we're looking forward to seeing the other bands we're playing with too oh know? yeah 
Saturday night because it's yeah, be, bands from out of town. Yeah, yeah, we got some out of town bands coming in, and they're all great, and it's gonna be. Yeah, we got uh, we got Typhoid Rosie coming in from Brooklyn, and they are just fun as all hell. Like they're just uh, they're they're so energetic. Wow. They bring they bring a great show. You know, I mean, like we may not have like theatrics or anything like that, but I mean, like you know, like we deliver. But man, when it comes down to like engagement, Rosie from Typhoid, like she she uh she engages and it brings the heat. Yeah, brings it completely. And uh, the guys in the Buckos, we did how many? We did one show with them in Bloomsburg. Buckos are great too. They're yeah, awesome. They're they're amazing. Like and they like their new stuff that they've been writing has been channeling some. It's giving me a very early like Beastie Boys vibe with like some you know like with some rancid backing it, and it's it's really it's really good. Um, and you know we already talked about Second Suitor earlier. Another great band that's coming down. That's like you know like they're poppy, they're fun. Like it you know like the this area knows them so. It'll be good to really introduce this area to like new bands, you know, yeah. that maybe they haven't heard, you know, because once in a while in this area, you know, you could kind of get boxed in with like the same sort of like local bands kind of being recycled through a lot of places. So to bring in like, you know, like new music, new bands, just new anything, it, it just broadens everything. I mean, if I was a kid and I went to a show for the first time and it had four bands from the tri-state area. It's like that just opened up the tri-state area to me. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, that's that's what I miss horribly about this. I mean, this area was amazing. And and people, I, I, I always tell the story that years ago when I first started teaching, I had a I had a kid ask me, he's like, so how many bands do you think you've seen? And I'm like, I don't know, 3,000? I'm like, are we talking about individual shows? Like, have I seen bands multiple times? And they looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, seriously, probably 3,000. And like you have to understand that there was a time where you know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday there was a show, and there was five bands on every show, and you'd be hanging out in Wilkes-Barre or in Scranton, and like it's just the way it was. Like I can't even, I cannot even remember half of the bands that I've seen. I'm not as good as Matt Gray who wrote everything down, Um, who has a record of everyone he's ever seen since like 1988. That's incredible. I can't, I can't believe that. Good idea. He wrote down every band he's ever seen. So like. But think about it. We had the Pancake House in Lake Ariel. Remember? Oh, I forgot uh, about the Pancake You know, like, it was, like, really in the woods, and that, that shit would get packed up. You know what I mean? Well, I yeah, mean, Life of Agony cool. played there, yeah. and they burnt the place down, basically. And, you know, every hardcore band that you'd, you'd ever imagine came through there. That's, well, that's the thing. I mean, like, cool. we, we like, this area, it used to be, it was known far and wide that like this was like a pit stop this was a pit stop between like new york and philly um so like we got some of like the greatest bands that passed through here and that doesn't negate like you know any of the bands that are here like now at all i mean like the bands that are here now i mean like i honestly think this area is it's in some sort of renaissance because there are bands that are coming out of like you know there's bands coming from up the line and down the line that are just phenomenal um, I noted. I know that uh, Popco, you had uh, Estacoda on not that mm-hmm. long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. A, a, w- like a phenomenal band. Like phenomenal. Yeah, unbelievably enjoyable. Like good people. Um, and I mean, like there, there is. There's so much going on in this area, and I haven't seen anything like this 
since I was like a teenager. There's so much, there's so much talent in this area. There's so many good bands, you know, it's so true. Like there, it's unbelievable. It's always been this way, but like, like now there's not as many venues to showcase it. Yeah. You know, so it is, it is tough to like not run into the same four bands playing together at the same four places. Yeah. You know, so it's bound to happen, but you know, well, that's like when I last when I had the radio show, like I thought I was like plugged into like what was going on. And when I started that, I got introduced to so many new artists. And I was like, holy shit, this this area is more than I even imagined. Um, and uh if I saw correctly, I think you guys will be on 979X this coming Sunday. Um right? actually we were just we oh were just, just on. on okay, yeah, this past Sunday, yeah. But you know. It's so cool that, and we still have a station that will play, you know, local artists, um, because it's it's just so good. It's like, and that's why I I love the fact that I can, like I said before, like force my way into the lives of of you know bands like you guys, just because like I'm just so passionate about, you know, what you're doing, and you know, <clears throat> maybe it doesn't reach uh, the audience that is the, the radio station, or maybe it doesn't reach, you know. XYZ. It just like if I can, you know, get to five new people for anyone I talk to, like that's that's cool for me. And um, you know, it, it's just cool like that you guys are, you know, doing what you're doing and and uh it's definitely I think I feel like it's like your genre is kind of like you're specifically like there's there's obviously rock and roll, but like there's not really a band out there right now in this area at least that's like you guys. In my opinion. Oh wow! Thank you. Yeah. Just, I mean, just like the you know, the style and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, you know. But, and then I also, is this your first time playing the V spot? Uh, no, it's uh third. Yeah. Okay. So third. All right. Second or third. Yeah. Third with this Vinny's band, we we've, we've all played there like with various projects over the years many times. Yeah, Vinny's the man. It'll be a great show. Yeah, yeah, we're super stoked on it. Definitely looking forward to it. I'm trying to figure out how to con my wife into coming. <laughs> it's our our anniversary is the 27th, so our plan was to do some do dinner on the 24th. Um, Dude, V Spot has good wings, man. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, that, that's good enough for me, right? I'm fucking. Their cheesesteak will knock your socks right Dude, off. That house gravy. I. I Ooh. I have no problem celebrating my anniversary at the V Spot. <laughs> yeah. No problem. It's all about her. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but uh, I don't think we've actually told, well, my mother in law, her mother, or asked rather, um, if she will just like watch our children sleep while we go out for dinner. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and if I can drag her up to Scranton, I, I definitely will because you know, between you guys and, and Second Suitor, and, and obviously you guys talk very highly of the other. Two uh two bands you have on the bill so, and uh, it's Sean's birthday, and it's Sean's birthday, my birthday, and uh, a couple. There might be cake there. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of our friends also sharing the same birthday weekend, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Like um, we're there will be cake. Yeah, we are definitely looking forward to it. Um, we love the V spot. I mean, they treat us like, like family. I mean, like we we go in there and. I mean, I think we were in there, what, like maybe like a month ago, 
month and a half ago, all of us just kind of bullshitting. And we always get such positive feedback on like what we're doing and like what we're, you know, like where we're going. And it's just, it's nice. It's nice to have, it's nice to have those, like, you know, like those allies, I guess. You know? Yeah, not only do they like let you play there, but they they like keep up on you when you haven't played there in a year. Every time one of us goes in there, they're like talking about whatever new thing we just posted or like, oh, when are you guys playing here again? Like they're it, they're more supportive than just providing you a stage to play on. Like they actually support you and like you in every form. Yeah, v- Vinny's mission since the day he opened in 2010, I believe it was, has been to uh support local music and give um musicians a place to perform and and you know him and frank have obviously done that you know they've they've invested in the building and building that stage and it's one of the last uh few places for you know musicians to really perform uh at you know we have the jazz cafe and the v spot and you know we used to have carl hall and we used to have the stage west and yeah, and the other really, side of our nervies. Yeah, there's there. We, really, we really enjoyed. Uh, we really enjoyed like uh, Carl Hall. Like, I mean, yep. that yeah. was definitely. I think. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Like in there. a V spot, probably like the 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 places that were like that are like the best. I mean, you know, I mean, like it's unfortunate with Carl Hall, but I mean, you know, things happen, and I mean, especially it's Wilkes Barre, so obviously things are going to happen. So, um, thank God, thank God for Vinny and and uh, Frank for for keeping that thing and doing what they did with that and to continue to do it. Oh yeah, that, and they're, they're keeping it alive in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's and and that's probably the best place to play in Scranton right now. I don't think there's any other place really. No that great to play, and I maybe it's just because I I don't get out much, but well, a lot of places are just gone now. Yeah. Well, Vinny- that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, and it also brings in it also brings in such a diverse crowd that like I love it. Um there it actually kind of reminds me there used to be a um there used to be a club down in York called the Depot. And it it reminds me of the Depot because it would bring in just like every every walk of life imagine. yeah every demographic yeah um, and yeah. every single person would just like love what was going on you know and like that yeah it is definitely a great place we're definitely uh happy to be there and given like the opportunity to headline our you know like our show like right. i mean it's it's definitely it's you know like we we've only gotten our toes wet so far so you know kind of like looking forward to see what happens you know moving forward cool and popco real real quick just thank you man for doing what you do because you're part of keeping the scene alive like hell yeah for real man yeah, i mean you're just as you're, you're in the same boat as us and as much as like you're not paying the bills with this you do it for the love of it and because you have to do it not because you even want to do it probably at this point it's the same reason all the bands do it you know you're you're in the same boat yeah exactly you're you you deserve as much praise as any of the bands because you're you're doing it too man so we're it's it's appreciated brother oh i appreciate that and i'm that work i'm just i'm just really honestly i'm I'm happy to be a part of it i really am um it means a lot to me we're definitely happy that you are a part of it 
Thank you. Right. Like, we've known each other for quite some time now. And, you know, like we've always had like a really good, strong rapport. And, you know, I mean, like it will just do nothing but continue. Well, I appreciate those kind of words. I really do. Um, I know you guys have a, an album coming out, right? Yeah. Is there, we, is there a timeline yeah, on that? It is. It is. It is definitely. It is finished. When can we um, expect it? When, when are we going to hear it? We are uh, the question. <laughs> yeah, we're we're deciding on we're deciding on a name, um, and then artwork. Some artwork. Um, I kind of been batting around a whole bunch of like different pieces of artwork lately. You know, like I mean, as far as like updating our logo and yeah, Sean by the way does all of our logos, all of our artwork, all of our flyers for shows. Like Sean's an awesome artist outside of music. So I mean, like I like I've been trying to come up with something. Been thinking, uh, I I don't know, just kind of don't want to do like a, a random self title, you know, just because feel like I feel like we kind of the work that we put into it, it kind of deserves a little bit more, um, and we kind of want to have it. I, I don't know, kind of like again, I'll say this one more goddamn time. No, we're not calling it organic. No, no, but it, but it's gonna, but it's definitely gonna happen organic. Sure, I get it, man. No, I, I've been batting around about like maybe just calling it Green Ridge and just taking a shot of the space outside, and that's it. Just because, like, that's where it all started, man. But yeah, I don't, I don't know yet. We yeah, we haven't even really talked about that, but yeah. we definitely need we need artwork and you know, a plan to release it, but we are going to drop a couple songs off it as we go. And then yeah. we'll come up with a day when we're just going to give it all away. Yeah. Maybe, so. um, maybe, maybe with, uh, maybe we can, well, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think about like maybe, uh, releasing one more with, uh, with this podcast? This Friday. Yeah. And you, you attaching one with no, a... you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, here's, no, here's why. I, I love the idea. I love the idea, but then it's it's too much content release. Oh, that's true. It's you want to put you want to put push this on Friday. I'll be pushing this. You push it. Help promote the show. All that kind of stuff, and then do this song. You yeah, save that. Too- save that so it keep, you can keep going and keep building. Yeah, it's too Listen, close. Man. We're we all just dropped the other here. song Sunday, so yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it's too close to the other yeah. drop. Anyway, I love but. the sentiment. I do. I love it. I love the idea. But yeah. that's why I threw it out there. That's why I said, "Hey guys, <laughs> team yeah. effort here, dummy, right. a stupid idea." But yeah. the next one we do release, well, you know, we don't even know which song yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're. I don't think we've even had a conversation about it yet at all. Yeah. Yeah. We're sitting on, we're sitting on a, we're sitting on some really good. Well, like, I mean, obviously we're going to sit there and we're going to say, Oh man, they're awesome. You know, but uh, it is, it is about finding like the right one to release next. But as far as releasing like, and like the, the whole thing in its entirety, I mean, I we we really don't know. I mean, this, this I year we talking this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by then we'll probably have a whole new roster of songs. <laughs> hopefully, but 
no we're we're definitely looking we're definitely going to do it within i would think like by end of summer early fall okay yeah yeah like we're, we're also navigating a world where like you used to just like drop a full-length album and it's like here's your album and it's like yeah. that's not really the way it's done anymore it's like right a lot of times when you look at at you know bigger bands it's very much like half the albums released before the album even comes out because the single yeah. drops every couple weeks or a couple months leading up to it and there's it's just different than it was when we first started being in bands yeah, yeah. we're just going to build up that tent. so it's trying to navigate okay what's the right way to do it yeah yep well so i say throw it it's just the tip right now yeah do it do it your own way fuck fuck the exactly yeah that's it that's pretty much what our motto has been is like we're just doing it our way you know i mean like like, like one, one thing that, that could we, be your your secret song this yeah i did it my way unfortunately like we've had a kind of turn like we've turned down some like shows and stuff like that just because of schedules and i mean like it's never been a uh a like it's never been malicious or like in any sort of bad blood. It's just that like, we have to do things kind of like our way. Yeah. You know, one last question. I'll let you guys go. Go for it's, it. It's getting late on a Tuesday. We've got families. We've got jobs. We've got things to do tomorrow. It's 10. No, Chris, Chris has off. Chris is it's summer. Chris is a teacher. Yeah. He's, he's not doing nothing tomorrow. Chris, Chris, we're not, we're not, okay. <laughs> do you think they find the submarine that's missing? No way, man. That shit was eaten by Cthulhu. Dude. <laughs> what the fuck, right? Isn't Dude, that it's, crazy? It's, yeah, so crazy. it's so crazy. I don't think so. Yo, first of all, who who willingly gets into a, like, a small submarine with a whole bunch of other millionaires well, and yeah. like a video game controller as like a navigation system? That's funny. Look, I'm terrified of the ocean. I'm not going in a submarine with yeah, anyone. There's shit in there we don't know. Oh. That's, yeah, what, don't... that's what my Brittany said. She said, who the fuck wants to get and go under the water in the submarine? But well, I know they're checking money. out the Titanic, you know? Too much but... money. I don't to do with it. Give it to me. What what happened to the thing? What's your what's your theory, Pop? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I do. Like, you know, just the whole, like, it disappeared and they only have so much uh, time of, of oxygen left. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah. I hope I hope they're still alive. I hope you know they the thing rises to the top and and they get rescued. I don't want to see anyone die. You know, I don't care Same. how much money you yeah. have, but like, no, you know what it was? COVID nineteen vaccine. It, <laughs> it sunk <laughs> the submarine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it found them. But here's an idea: millionaires. Instead of doing stuff like that, just give it to me. You won't right, die. Right. You I, won't die. You won't die, and I will put it to good use. Exactly. Yeah, I, like, I promise. Well, with that's, millionaires, can you find a way to make it tax deductible? Because then it might perk up a little more. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. It might shake some more change loose. We'll figure it's it like, out. how much extra money do you have? It's like, yeah, I'm bored. Let's go. Let's go look at the Titanic next week. Yeah. You know? Why would you even want to go down and look at it? You know what I mean? It's because like, they can. Because they fucking exactly. can. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I could go and look at I mean, I, I wouldn't spend that amount of money. But if you had a billion dollars, you would. because you, Yeah, you would. Because yeah, you'd run out of shit yeah, to do. You'd run Cameron, out of shit to do. Yeah, but didn't James Cameron, when he did Titanic, didn't he, like, put 
all of his money into making sure that every single aspect of the ship on ship on film was historically and visually accurate. So all you well, it said, yeah, it said that the only reason he made Titanic was to get a film studio to pay him to be able to go down and see the wreck. Really? Yo, wow, this is people, going these, deep here. Yeah, these rich people crazy. get hard off of the weirdest shit. I, I yeah. read a lot of stupid articles. I love uh, it. Oh, know what they're going to be rubbing up against like Nagasaki shadows and shit <laughs> like that. You know, like God, Popco, thank you so much for having us, yeah. brother. Yeah, Old yeah, daggers. Thank you. Check them out streaming online. Check them out at the show on Saturday at the V Spot. Uh, stay tuned for their upcoming album to be released. Uh, we'll see this year at some point. But In guys, the near to distant future. Absolutely. This year, thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys live at some point, hopefully this Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully. Bring brother. the wife, yeah. celebrate your anniversary. It'll be I know. Yeah. In style. I know. I know. We'll see what I can do. And if not, you'll catch us, man. We'll, we'll be around. We're playing some shows coming up. So sweet. Looking forward to it. Appreciate right. you, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right, we'll see you. Yeah. Yeah.